0: It's an all-Indiana Jones episode on the Movies Past and Present podcast. Hello, and welcome to the Movies Past and Present podcast. It's June 29th, 2023, and this is episode 107. I'm your host, Stanford Clark, and I'm podcasting from the crossroads of the West in beautiful Salt Lake City, Utah. Just on like my blog, MoviesPastAndPresent.com, I'll be providing recommendations Commentary and reviews about current and classic cinema. Thanks for tuning in, and let's do this thing. With the new Indiana Jones film opening up this weekend, which is entitled Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. I wanted to rewatch all four Indiana Jones films and talk about them, so that's exactly what I've done. And this episode is dedicated, dedicated solely to Indiana Jones films. And my good friend Chris Dallen is joining me to talk about them. So here is my conversation with Chris Dallen, all about Indiana Jones. Well, Lucky me, I've got one of my great buddies on the on the uh, podcast with me. It's uh, my good friend Chris Dallen uh hi chris stan great to be with you again it's so nice to be with you and to talk with you about i know a topic that that's both near and dear to uh to uh both of us so uh chris uh what is your uh experience or your kind of your first memories with an indiana jones movie
1: Uh, Stan, thank you so much for asking. And, you know, I get a little emotional when we talk about Indiana Jones. Um, As you know, it came out June 12th, 1981. At that time, I was 10 years old. And boy, I wanted to go see Raiders of the Lost Ark. And my mom and dad, as good parents do, um, said, look, we can go see it, but you need to earn the money. So I mowed a couple lawns and I saved my my money and when when the time was right we went to Walker Cinemas in Perry, Utah. How nice. Yes. Time. Yeah. Which is still there. It's still there and um we watched Indiana Jones and I'll never forget um when one of uh the guys that was with Indiana Jones at the time pulled out his gun and Indiana Jones whipped it out of his hand. I at that moment, um early moments of meeting Indiana Jones, I was struck by him and thought he was the coolest. <laughs> and, and and I watched the film um 10 years old, pretty impressionable, but I watched it with my parents and you know, I think about that now what a special time that was and and really in my opinion one of the greatest films ever made.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I I am with you, my friend, that I think Raiders of the Lost Ark is it's in it's in my all time favorite list and it's definitely I think one of the best movies ever made too. Just it's it's a perfect movie. Exactly. Yeah, it's it's a perfect movie. My my experience too is is you know, somewhat similar. Uh I you know, I'm I'm just just I just have a few a tick of a few more years on you, but but you know, you're still I still feel like I, I, I always I follow in your, in your footsteps on stuff, <laughs> but but anyway, the uh, I I took a date. I saw it at opening weekend at the one of the great movie palaces that no longer exists. It's the Villa Theater, or it was the Villa Theater in Salt Lake City, and it, it just Julia Movie Palace. Did you ever? Go, did you ever go to the Villa, Chris? Did you ever?
1: Wait. I never did, um, Stan, and um, but there's a few places that I did go to. The Cynodome in Ogden. Oh was,
0: my goodness! Which well, I've never been to. I oh hear no, that that place was incredible.
1: Yeah, oh, it was incredible. It was the screen was so big it had to curve. Yeah. Around the edges, which was, yeah. was
0: fantastic. Which is so cool. That's one of the regrets I have is not not going to the Cynodome in and in, particularly in, in, to see one of these great you know movies like Indiana Jones or a Star Wars movie or something. Uh, yeah,
1: yeah. I, I was going to say I've heard rumors, Dan that there is a synodome that still exists um, near the Winchester House yeah. in California. I've, I've heard, heard that heard too, that. And, and I I totally want to go there. I do
0: too. Field um, trip.
1: <laughs> and, and you know to watch a movie in the synodome and then happen to grab the Winchester House while we're there. <laughs> yes that's very <be> brilliant <laughs> you should
0: do that chris Absolutely, um, research that because i'd like I, I i would love to experience that so the villa it was just a single theater you know uh, one screen a huge auditorium uh, i think you know they could screen like a 70 millimeter type film in there really it's so a really giant screen and was I think really the best place to see a movie in Salt Lake before, before uh, it no longer, you know, those single screen theaters are just I think no longer financially viable, or they weren't, and they probably still aren't. Uh, you know the way the way uh, everything's gone to a multiplex, you know, format for for movies, but still, happy memories at the Villa. I took a date. I don't think I remember leaving the movie, and I just was thinking this is probably the coolest movie I've ever seen in my life um I don't think my day was very impressed I don't think she liked it very much I think the, the snakes and the spiders and stuff you know, didn't work for her but anyway uh that's it's such a it's just such a fun memory and I just I think I just remember kind of grinning ear to ear and then also just kind of also having my jaw dropped just like because I mean I was young and you know unexperienced but but i still felt like i had seen something really special you know this this was something very unique and you know kind of never to be forgotten and i haven't uh uh oh that's that's uh that's so cool and i love that i've i've driven past that theater there and compared, they've added some screens it seems like there's a few more screens there than there maybe there have been and the, there were there were in the past but it's still there right that walker
1: yeah, yeah, it is, Stan. Um, and back in the day, that was the first, let's call it megaplex, that yeah. I remember prior to that, as you mentioned, the old Capitol Theater in Brigham City had one screen. And Okay. You know, it was back in the day that um, it was like when mom made you dinner, either you ate what mom cooked or dinner was over.
0: You know, <laughs> it was
1: the same thing with the movies. You know, either you went with the family or you didn't go to the movie. Yeah. But, but but now it seems we're so fickle that we kind of spread our own separate ways and um, watch what we want to watch. and uh, Right. You know, that's just how it works now.
0: Just a quick little tangent on movie palaces, Chris. There's that great um, theater in Ogden, the Egyptian theater. Yes. And I've seen some movies there with that were part of the Sundance Film Festival. But I haven't just seen just like a a, a movie there. Don't they do? Now, in the past was that like a kind of a first-run movie theater or was it always kind of a multi-use and just would show movies on special
1: occasions Uh, yeah i i think it was multi-use back in the day both you know arts and movies and so on yeah but um you know in the not too distant past they played the indiana jones there and i can't think of a better place to watch as far as you know being in this egyptian palace and watching retards of the lost ark as if you were emerged in this place right? yeah so, so there's that and um they've got that wonderful
0: wireless w- organ right there and i mean it really replicates kind of an experience of the past It plus it just is, it's just the coolest just a big giant auditorium too right
1: well, well, you know by um by today's standards, probably not giant, but back in the day, it certainly was, yeah, um, and it's certainly a wonderful place to see a movie. but but, yeah, if you get a chance to go there now, I do know for a fact that every year. Um, around Halloween time, they still play the Rocky Horror Picture Show there. So you can go and watch it. Um, people come in costume and throw oh, wow. this thing,
0: you know. That would be an experience to see it there. Yeah, that's fun. <laughs> that's, a, that's so great. So uh, what about then when uh, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom came out in 1984? Chris, how, how was that? experience for you, you know, when did you see the, the film? Where, where did you see it? What?
1: Yeah. I appreciate you asking. I don't, I don't remember where I saw it. Um, I think it was Walker cinemas again. Yeah. Um, And of course I had to see what was going on. Now um, for your listeners, Stan, I think an important point here is, as far as the chronological point of Indiana Jones the Temple of Dune is a prequel yeah. to Raiders of the Lost Ark,
0: right? Yes. Thank so, you for bringing that up. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. And so so I understand that um, the reason why Spielberg and Lucas uh, wanted to do that is they didn't want the Nazis as the um, antagonists, you know, or as the villains, as it were. Yeah. And uh, so they did it. But, but I love that that film too for, for me at the time, the chilled monkey brains and the Beatles and stuff that was pretty edgy as well as the, you know, the volcano guy, and oh, not, not to mention the crocodiles and all of those things, it was pretty intense, but um, boy, I loved, I love the scenes with those or cars and other things it just really visually exciting. It was fun. Yeah, that's,
0: that's really quite a film, isn't it? And we'll be able to dissect it in a bit. I'm, I'm glad you brought up Steven Spielberg and George Lucas. We probably, before we, we, we go on any further, let's talk about this collaboration uh, between those two, because this was a big deal. I mean, particularly, of course, you know, you know, jumping back to Raiders, which came out in 1981, but here were like two of the most popular storytellers, you know, in the, in the U.S., if not in the world, Right. Uh, you know, join forces to, to make this movie. And I, I think, too, particularly, well, I guess for both of them, they were, even though they were still very young, they were like at the height of their, you know, creativity and, and their popularity. I mean, uh, Steven Spielberg had done Jaws and Close Encounters, and E.T. came out the following year, right, 1982. Right. Um, Lucas had, you know, finished two Star Wars movies, both, you know, the original Star Wars and then the Empire Strikes Back. And anyway, I just remember just being dazzled just by the thought that these two were collaborating on a movie. And of course it didn't disappoint. What what was your take or memory about the Spielberg Lucas collaboration?
1: Oh my goodness. I, I thought it was the dream team stand. And looking yeah. back now, yeah. you think about how people conduct themselves and how hollywood might be perceived now and and other things you know if they were different people they could have been foes they could have been enemies or frenemies right yeah way but they didn't i mean they they were both lovers of story and movie and they got together and collaborated and pure magic happened because they were willing to put those egos to the side and just focus on a great film. And boy, we got some magic out of that.
0: Absolutely. I mean, yeah, with Raiders and I think, too, Temple of Doom, and as I said, we'll get more into that, but I think particularly these first three films are just absolute magic and that they were able to collaborate the way that they did it was just such a good team because Spielberg is such. You know, one of my friends says that Steven Spielberg movies always just have the camera in the right place. I love you. Know, I love that that statement because I think it's true. That just you look at a film, a film that Spielberg directs, and for the most part, every shot is just so perfectly executed right. and.
1: Right, and yeah. I agree with that, Stan. I think the one thing that's really important to know, and i I can't help but say this, so is it sorry to interrupt No, but, you're good, but but how could you not then reference the fableman's at the very end with his with the <laughs> interview with John Ford on camera placement, right? <laughs> it's true, isn't it? yeah. yeah. Yeah, so so that just worked in perfectly, and you're right. <laughs> Camera's in the right place, but I don't think that was by accident. I think. Oh, no. Over- learned from the best. He He really understood camera placement and boxing mm-hmm. and all the things that make a great movie visually appealing with storytelling.
0: Yeah, ex- exactly. And, you know, George Lucas was, you know, the story, he's credited with the story, right? And other people wrote the scripts for these films. But, um, what a, just a, what a creative genius, you know, I, 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 I really am in awe and, you know, and of course maybe his record isn't perfect, you know, the Star Wars prequels and stuff like that, but still,
1: well, he is Howard so good, I mean, come on, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I still am in awe though of, of the, you know, both, you know, the creativity, but also the like, uh historical stuff that he you know had researched and whatnot that infuse that infuses all these stories uh just so so impressed so just these two these two titans joining force and it's really the only time that they have cl- they collaborated like this
1: isn't it i i did they work I, on some yeah. other stuff together well i think they remain friends dan and to your point here Um, I think it's really important to know when I when I think about people who are famous or those to look up to, I think about real creators, real people that make things happen. Um, Producers, directors, um, uh, writers and so on. And I think about Spielberg and Lucas. I put them in the same category as Walt Disney. And if you know me, Stan, and you do. Yeah, as a compliment of the highest order. Oh, absolutely, yeah. And and I truly believe that that they are creative geniuses who have done great things, and they've changed, you know, American culture, um, yeah. and in so many ways. Just because the vernacular that are in those movies are popular culture and popular language within uh, the things that we say every day, and I I truly believe it. Um, I don't get starstruck. Uh, very often, but those two gentlemen uh, really amazing.
0: Yeah, you know, I agree. I think if I saw either one of them, I would be uh, I would be Star Trek. Yeah. See them in person. <laughs> I, uh, you know, and I was looking at some stuff on social media last night, and this morning. You know, so the new Indiana Jones movie, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, which opens widely on June thirtieth, uh, had its premiere U.S. premiere last night in Hollywood. Right. And I don't know if you saw any pictures of that. But it was so cool to see, of course, Spiel, Spielberg was there, even though he didn't direct this new movie, but he was there. So was George Lucas. And so was John Williams. So John Williams, you know, who's longtime collaborator with both Spielberg and Lucas, uh, who's written the soundtrack. I mean, he's probably, I think one of the greatest movie soundtrack composers ever. Well, uh,
1: and, and you could go even further and say one of the best composers ever. Yeah, I, true. I, I, believe, I mean, yeah. I, I have been a big John Williams fan since John Wayne and the Cowboys yeah. when he started um, in the film business. And um, truly, if you want to talk about iconic film scores, I mean, if you go down the top 100 list of best movies of all time, John Williams weighs pretty darn heavy in that. Oh
0: yeah, said the truth, and he—I don't know if you saw this—he, John Williams, was in the house last night at the premiere, and he conducted the Indiana Jones theme with an orchestra on the stage. Oh, <laughs> that's so, it was so yeah. cool. Yeah. But you know, one thing I just thought with you know rewatching these films, Chris, was that, I mean, clearly, the the, the direction is so solid from Spielberg. And that music is so perfect from John Williams. You know, I, those chase scenes that are so expertly executed by you know Spielberg and the team have like these perfect soundtracks that make them all the more exciting. You know, and 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 then you hear that Raiders of the Lost Ark theme, and I just tear up. You know, <laughs> even like in the trailers for this new indie, Indiana Jones movie. Yeah, you know, when when they started playing the indie theme, I'm like, oh, I'm getting all emotional. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm just, this is adult male. What, what's happening? But um, anyway, it's uh, John Williams, I think, is is a huge part of this team too, you know, as far as uh, kind of what, what makes these movies so so iconic. Um, anything else, Chris, about Spielberg and Lucas we should talk about?
1: Uh, no, I, I think it's been said that they're certainly iconic and grateful that they made such a great movie. But I was going to say a little bit about Lucas. Yes. If you think about Star Wars and you think about um, Indiana Jones, let alone all the other movies you've made, um, you think about how he was inspired um, growing up in California. Um, he had this dog Indiana right and um, this dog was the inspiration for Chewbacca in Star Wars um, the inspiration of course for Indiana Jones his name among other things I I think what's important to be said is the creativity that uh, a child can have and growing up and being allowed to be creative and think big and do other things I I I, I don't think that can be overstated. Yeah. Um, because um, you know I think it's great to be able to think as deeply as as you can and be creative because you never know what will happen with it. Maybe you'll get a um, a Chewbacca in the seat next to you because you remember your dog sitting next to you in your car.
0: Yeah, I yeah. love that. Thank you. Yeah, for bringing bringing that up. That's so great so the the spielberg and lucas collaboration continued with a third film indiana jones and the last crusade which came out in 1989 and i don't remember i don't remember if i saw it in the villa and you know it doesn't really matter but uh i just remember seeing it, of course opening weekend and and absolutely loving it you know and uh uh i'm excited to to explore explore that a little bit more with you any any thoughts initial thoughts about Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade for you or any memories oh oh my that?
1: goodness yes um two things that quickly remind me and and bring me back um number one is that the exposition for the film was shot in Utah right um <laughs> yes. you no know, in uh in Arches National Park you, you can drive right by where they filmed where are they filmed yeah, yeah. Where they filmed the opening scene. That
0: opening scene with with River Phoenix is a young
1: exactly. And young Henry Jones Jr. Yeah. The coolest that Indiana Jones lived in Utah, man. <laughs> so cool.
0: I thought that was so cool, too. <laughs> yeah. I was just tripping out over how great that was. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So so I love that. And it gave us a little bit of backstory, you know, in addition to the young Indiana Jones Chronicles, but it it gave us this. Um, backstory of Indiana Jones a little bit um, like how he got the scar on his chin and why he hated snakes and, yes. and you know, all these other things, which, which I loved, which really deepened the character even more. For yeah. Me, you know, so, so just that little bit was fantastic. And then, you know, we cannot go any farther without talking about um, Henry Jones senior year, um I know. really really about the best casting ever. Oh my gosh, Sean Connery just killed it. He uh, did, he killed um, it. Um knowing that but but I loved uh the wardrobe, the bow tie, the three-piece suit, the yeah. hat, um the umbrella and the and the bag. I mean, just just really great uh casting there as well as storytelling. And I thought, you know, the way that they behaved with each other, both um harrison ford um and uh and him as well is just this this bickering back and forth as if they were real son and father you know
0: i agree i was so impressed by both of their performances because i mean they're both such good actors but yeah that relationship really felt real you know like a like a like a like a father and son that they they love each other, but they've had a rocky, <laughs> had a rocky road, you know.
1: Exactly.
0: Uh, yeah. Oh, uh, I I agree with you. S- so great, and and uh, such a great movie, you know. And I thought that that was, I mean, you know, it was going to be a trilogy, right? That that we were just going to get these three Indiana Jones movies, and and that there would never be another one. And then lo and behold, uh, they got the band back together. Yep. And made uh, Indiana Jones in the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, which came out in 2008. So, uh, what is that? Nineteen years <laughs> gap between between Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, 1989, and then Indiana Jones in the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Now, I remember, and you know, the world was different. I think too in, in 2008 because we had the, we had the internet and internet culture and uh lots of ways for people to express an opinion <laughs> and uh you know again we can get more into this too but but as i recall this film was really controversial as far as you know or maybe you should say divisive i think some people liked it and some didn't and everybody was vocal about it what are your thoughts and memories about when when this movie came out chris in in 2008 in
1: yeah, for me, if I contrast that with you know the first one, Raiders of Lost Ark, you know it's set in the in the '30s and the '40s, you know those the original three, and they're all practical sets. You can fill it, and I, I, uh, I didn't love the addition of the CGI, frankly.
0: Yeah, it, yeah, it just didn't feel right to me. Yeah, I, I, I agree that that was a real detractor. Which I know we're going to get into when we talk more detail about the film, but but there were some yeah issues. I had issues with the CGI, and maybe some issues with with the some of the various characters, right? Uh, you know, stuff, stuff that was going on in the film. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I agree with that. I think they tried, but I am cautiously optimistic for the next one. I'm I'm I am too. Uh, and you know, I I love the character, so I would still go see the film and uh and watch it to be sure, but. Contrasting them along the way. Uh that was a big detractor for me as the CPI.
0: Yeah. You know, I I I heard I saw an interview with James Mangold, who is the director of the new Indiana Jones film, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, which again is opening up in June 30th. Uh and he talked about how they really made a conscious effort, they were to use practical sets, you know, scenery. And and they went on location. They were not, uh, you know, in a lot of these CGI environments. In fact, I think he said they didn't use any. But maybe they, I don't know, maybe they have had to for some, some interior shots or something. But anyway, that, that I thought was very encouraging. Yeah.
1: Uh, right.
0: I just, I'm, I really, it's so true because there's so much CGI in Keen in, in of Weather Crystal Clone. In fact, I think the entire third act. It's got to be all have done been done on you know blue screen. since there was that jeep chase. Well, again, we, we, we'll get into the So there's that jeep chase, but then of course all that stuff going on with the aliens. It's all CGI, right? And and it not that it was bad CGI. It just didn't. It really kind of took away of kind of the magic of I thought you know of uh, of the film. So kind of a bummer. So, and that's another reason why, too, I'm actually very happy that there's going to be another film. And again, fingers crossed that it's going to be enjoyable and well-made because that last one was kind of a bummer way to end the, uh, you know, this beloved film series. At least in my my (laughs)
1: opinion.
0: Well, I think speaking of, let's dive into the ranking and see, because we might be continuing our discussion of said (laughs) <laughs> so chris what i thought we'd do is just start we go over our each in angel Rangers and we'll just start with number four and go up to a number one does that sound all right sure sure okay um, so, so, so what so do you have for number up,
1: four bottom up is that what you'd say bottom up <laughs> okay. um yeah well if you're asking i would say crystal skull number
0: yeah one. that's where i have at number four too is union jones in the kingdom of the crystal skull again in 2008 why did you put it at the, at the bottom
1: well of your, of the your ranking that i've already said that we've already talked yeah, about I, yeah 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 that um that was a detractor for me and i i just love the practical sets it it, it um it it sucks you in it's like you're really there um and and you can feel that you yeah. know yeah
0: you you really can uh this uh that's one of the main reasons I have it there. I have it at number four, too, because, as I mentioned, that, that, that third act where they actually, you know, get to that location, every, every single thing is CGI. You know, that way that that big structure works. And, I mean, maybe they had some practical stuff thrown in there a bit, but it really, it really detracts. And, and, and I wasn't sure if it was the CGI, if it was the story, if it was the script. But through most of that film, stuff just didn't really feel like an Indiana Jones movie. I mean, clearly you know, there's Harrison Ford. They brought you know Marion, you know Karen Allen, actually Karen Karen Allen back, right? Uh, all these other great actors like John Hurt, uh, you know Kate Blanchett. I I remember reading when that Kate Blanchett was gonna be the villain, and I was so stoked. Yet I really felt like her villain was just so. She was just like a one note, you know. I mean, she was just like, I don't know. There was nothing nuanced or interesting about her. She was just kind of there, you know, omnipresent and omni evil, and not interesting. You know, not really interesting. (laughs) Yeah,
1: yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Uh, So, so number four for me, sure. Uh, Was there anything that you did like about? indiana jones and the kingdom of the crystal skull yeah i mean i i, I went back and watched it again
0: yeah um, yeah
1: same yeah the the second third time that i watched it um I, I think my memory was i i think i enjoyed it more than i thought i remembered yeah well. you, you know it, it's a little bit like watching napoleon dynamite for the first time it it's an acquired taste. <laughs> That's a good <laughs> point.
0: <laughs> you know, one of the things that I remember people on the internet whining a lot about, Chris, you know, 2008 was um the uh, space alien theme.
1: Yeah. Or yeah.
0: Aspect of the script. Now, I remember it not really bugging me at the time because, like... In that opening scene where, uh, you know, Indiana Jones lands into that uh, area where they're doing nuclear testing. And, uh, you know, he gets like blown up, uh, kind of launched in that refrigerator yeah. and, and all yeah. that. The but, only time um, it's
1: appropriate to get into a lead fridge. Uh, <laughs> I <know. laughs> but th- uh,
0: that But it, it seemed, given its time period, because it was like kind of mid-50s, Right, that this, the, the king, you know, the Crystal Skull film was set in that UFOs were like a big deal, right? I mean, there was all sorts of, I think you know, paranoia and sightings and you know, movies and stuff about it. So that didn't necessarily bother me because the other films have very su- kind of supernatural aspects to them too, but maybe they just felt more grounded. Just I, I don't know. Any thoughts on on the whole alien plot?
1: <laughs> Yeah, bug me to be honest with you. Yeah. But, you know, I didn't mind the Crystal Skull thing because that's a real deal in South America, right? Yeah. They found these real Crystal Skulls down there. And I I think that I would have liked it to have been more practical, you know, because that's that's the thing that I like about the Indiana Jones films. Yeah, it's certainly a little edgy, but you know, um unlike other films, you know, it it could happen. Yeah. You know? Um and and that was kind of edgy too, and of course the fans of uh, and believers of UFOs and aliens might poo poo my comment, but <laughs>
0: right because <laughs> <laughs> there's still all that stuff, so kind of like the same dialogue going on today, right? I don't, I don't think any of that's really, uh, really changed. What did you think about the whole aspect too of of, of Marion coming back into the film? You know, into the, into you know one of these films into the storyline, and that they you know that they, I mean, it's revealed that you know they have a child together. Yeah. The character played by Shia LaBeouf. Right. And and that uh, you know they they get back together, they get married. Right. In the end, so, you know, spoiler alert, if you haven't already seen. It, right? what, well, what do you think about the, 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 you know her, you know Karen Allen's character, or, you know Marion coming back in I, the picture.
1: Well, I like the premise, and Stan, I'm going to be really direct here. I, when I was a kid, and even now, I fell in love with Marion and yeah. Lost Ark, and and oh, yeah. I fell in love with the relationship between Marion and Indiana Jones. And this is yeah. why, you know, think about this. You know, in 1981, it was a different world than it is now. A really, really strong female character. Yeah. Right drinking, smoking, doesn't take crap from anybody. Yeah. Else, you
0: right. Know? And tough and as then, nails.
1: R- right. And then, and then Indiana Jones, who's, who's supposed to be rough and tough and he is, but he's really vulnerable too. I mean, um, he gets bruised and hurt. And that's where the famous line came from of, Hey, it's not the years, honey. It's the <laughs> it's mileage. The mileage. <laughs> <laughs> right, and, yeah. and, and so that's why I love that relationship so much is, is it wasn't the stereotypical storytelling in Hollywood. It was it was real, and that's why I fell in love with Marianne, is she wasn't taking crap from anybody. Yeah. Yeah, and I love that. Yeah, I do too. So I I like the premise of bringing that back. And I don't know if we found that as heavy as she first appeared in Raiders of the Lost Ark, but I like the premise.
0: Yeah. I do too. I love their relationship in, in Raiders. Uh, yeah, in theory, I was happy that she came back, but I also just kind of felt like, and I don't know if it was the writing. And I know that they tried to have them bicker a few times and whatnot. It just didn't seem to land, you know. But then that was just kind of the nature, I think, of much of the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, you know. So they tried hard, but, but uh, yeah. Yeah. it just didn't. It just didn't. It just didn't land. Um, it'll be interesting to see what ha- you know what happens to the storyline in this next film of Marion's in the picture at all or you know well i guess what we will be finding out on june 30th <laughs> right. okay anything else about kingdom of the crystal skull that you want that you'd like to bring out chris
1: Nope, no nope, because i'm excited to get to the other ones
0: yes all right so what is your number three
1: number three i would say temple of doom
0: yeah that's what i have too
1: yeah yeah, Temporium number
0: three. Tell number me three. about that. Why? Why? Uh, why is it ranked the you know that way for you?
1: Well, I, I, again, I I mentioned the Chilled Monkey brains and the um and the bugs and 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 other things. I I I thought it was good. I just didn't think it was Raiders of the Lost Ark. You yeah. know, um, and it was a little bit different, edgy. Um, I did like Short Round. I love the exposition of them dancing at club obi-wan right i I
0: (laughs) I love club obi-wan too yeah yeah.
1: You, you know and if i were to describe the um the character of indiana jones you know he's somewhere between james bond um maybe john wayne uh and you know other characters but i I I love the character, and so I I loved him in the in the tuxedo at the very beginning. Yeah, um, you know, and so on. But I, I the struggle, the the chases, and everything were there. Make no mistake, but um, just not quite as good as the others.
0: Yeah, you know, I was so happy to be able to rewatch this. I hadn't seen this one for a while. It's it's. I think I've had a number three since Crystal Skull came out. Too. I mean, but also it was just number three of the with the, with the original trilogy for me too. Uh, I was happy to see it through some different eyes this time again. Just more, I guess, more adult eyes, and also, you know, how I'm just like Mr. Classic Movie Nut Nut Job. And I just and I watch just a ton of classic movies. You know, if I've got some discretionary time, that's what I'm doing, and. I I was really interested just to be able to kind of pick apart uh, the Temple of Doom, uh, again, through some different eyes. It's like that opening sequence where, uh, you know, Willie c- c- comes out and sings Anything Goes. Right. But, but, but she's singing it in Chinese except for the, you know, except for the words Anything Goes. But that whole sequence, the opening credit sequence is pulled out of like a Fred Astaire movie. You know, or something from like the nineteen thirties. Right. And of course that's when the movie is set. But I didn't know that as a kid. You know, watching it. I remember thinking, oh, this was fun. And I, I remember thinking I remember had, you know, knew had was somewhat familiar with that song. But I was just marveling at 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 the uh how Spielberg put that whole thing together because it just looked so good, you know. And then that whole scene in uh uh you know, at Club Obi-Wan with with the antidote and the diamond.
1: Right, right, yeah. <laughs> that,
0: same thing too, that's oh, this, this just like something you see like in a gangster movie or something, you know, or a, this is, again, from from the time period with Jimmy Cagney or, you know, some other, some of the character, but just so expertly done. I was really, really in awe uh, of that. Things I remember when I was a kid, you know, when I saw this saw this the first time, they fell apart for me when, when they 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 the, the pilots in their airplane you know have have bailed and and they're leaving they left the plane to crash with you know with Willie Indy and Short Round in right. it right. and that you know they escape in a in a raft and how that raft goes I mean it's so crazy and now I was just able to just kind of just let it go just like enjoy it rather than that's so stupid you know like <laughs> this raft. Yeah. They're not going to survive that or whatever. But maybe the whole—I mean, this, the whole movie's crazy. So I you know, like that. I can't say that. I think too. Then, so that's kind of like the screwball comedy portion, and then it becomes a horror film. I think that whole sequence in the cave—I mean, it scared the crap out of me. You know, the first time I saw it, and I'm such a wuss when it comes to scary movies, but but it's really—it's a horror film, I think. And then, then once like they free the children and I mean, Indiana Indy Indy wakes up and they, you know, from his, from his trance and start to be the bad guys and they free the children. And then that whole scene with the, uh, mine carts. Like I always wanted that to be a ride at Disneyland. No, you know that, you know, it kind of is with big thunder mound, but you know, i like full on, like that would have been so cool. But then it becomes like an Indiana Jones movie again. So you're nice to listen to my long winded. My, my point is I just feel like it's, It's multiple films that are expertly put together that I can't say that I love, but I respect and I hate the horror part, but you know, it is what it is. But then that last portion really, again, feels like an Indiana Jones, like more like Raiders, you know, that was just kind of nonstop exciting, but more on the fun side rather than on the horror film side.
1: Right. I, I agree. You know, and one of the things, um, that I found myself contrasting the movies, too, is uh, just, you know, the, the leading woman, you know, in each one. And so you take Willie and contrast her with Marion. With Marion, and there's, like, no comparison. <laughs> no comparison at all. You, all want, you want, she want was
0: Millie to drown.
1: Drowning, you know, and if Marion would have been there, she wouldn't have put up with any of that crap.
0: No. <laughs> she wouldn't have. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Willie it is a, a frustrating... Leading lady, and again, I think she's kind of playing an archetype from films of the air, you know, like from old movies. But uh, oh, she's frustrating, you know. She's so, and I I think Kate Capshaw's a good actress, you know. But but it's that's that's a hard. That's I didn't. She didn't drive me as crazy this 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 viewing, but in previous ones, it's just like, will somebody please shut her up? Well, anything else we should that's worth mentioning about
1: Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, Chris? Well, I I think the short round was an enduring. Oh
0: great. my gosh! Thank you for reminding me. short round. Uh, oh, he's so great, so great.
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's kind of bringing Goonies to Indiana Jones.
0: Yes, fantastic, right? Exactly. <laughs> and he's such a good little actor. You know, I he, I just thought he. He was so great. And then it just is, you know, I think you and I, I had said some stuff to you. It just kind of warms the cockles of my old bitter heart about the, um the actor, Kay Hui Kwan, you know, has, has had some success now as an adult. I thought he was outstanding in everything, everywhere, all at once. Well, he won an Oscar, you know. Right, right, exactly. And, and then to see the pictures of him being reunited with Harrison Ford, just the look on their faces is just—I don't know—I it just—it just makes me so happy. That's uh, cool. I agree. Yeah, I'm so glad you. I'm so glad you brought Sharon sure up. In fact, I always had wished that they could have had another kind of film with Short Round and Indy on another adventure. <laughs> you know,
1: yeah. without Willie. Yeah. Well, I would like to understand the backstory of some of these films a little bit more, right? Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, um, Raiders of the Lost Ark. I want to find out a little bit more about Abner, and I want to know more about Short Round, where he came from. Yeah, um, just these other things. But I think that's that's why Spielberg and Lucas are such good storytellers. Is you know, Lucas put it in the in the context of even the future has a past, right? And yep. so, so you catch the characters right in the middle of their story. You're not starting from the beginning. And I think that's what adds this richness, yeah, in storytelling to be sure.
0: Yeah, I, I I agree, and I'm so glad you brought that up. Short round is a real saving grace, uh, in in, in the film. And you know, he and Andy have got such a great relationship. And then they also use short round in a good way. He's not just like this helpless little kid. He's he's very resourceful kid and who actually saves the day. Exactly. You know, he's yeah. the one who saves the day. Yeah. Uh all right. Well what then have you got for these are the two I guess we'll be you know I'm very interested to find out Chris what you've got ranked as your as your of course your number one and number two. So what's your number two?
1: Number two is Last Crusade.
0: Yeah. <laughs> same um, here buddy.
1: <laughs> We've got the same <laughs>
0: same ranking.
1: Yeah but I I thought it was a great film. I love Sean Connery. I I liked the casting. Um, I liked the story. I, you know, one of the things that I was going to mention earlier is I love the quote in the last crusade, the X never marked the spot. <laughs> <laughs> right. That it, right. Yeah. It did fun things like that. And then it, you know, it paid homage to the original ones rather than snakes. It was rats. Um, you know, and I just thought it was a well-made film. I I really liked um, some of the details along with that. I liked the acting, too. Um, the acting was, was very, very well done. I liked the chase scene, you know, at the end with the big... Um, with With the horses and the camels and the artillery and the tanks and so on. I mean... J just really difficult to argue how great that was.
0: Yeah. I just couldn't agree with you more, Chris. I this movie is just perfection. Um I think for me it gets actually gets better every time I watch it. You know? Uh and I think again I can just appreciate it more. Uh but just you know, as we had addressed earlier, that relationship between uh Henry Senior and Henry Jr., you know, with between us, Sean Connery and Harrison Ford, uh, is just so fantastic. And this, the situations they put them in are so great. Don't you love that scene when they're both, I mean, I love every scene, but one in particular is when they're both tied up, uh, you know, to each other back to back and they're trying to, you know,
1: <laughs>
0: get out. Anyway, there's that one. It's just so funny. Um, this one has a great, great cast, great villain, and I think too, I guess why I I like these, I'm particular, you know, I'm particularly fond about Raiders and The Last Crusade, is, I guess it fall some of this falls more into just the Judeo Christian tradition that I was raised in, but um, I love I, I love that concept about you know finding the Holy Grail. And then also, and that the faith that was required in order to find it, particularly like that, you know, that kind of that faith jump or faith leap, truly, you know, that that, that Indy has to do. Right. That funky, invisible bridge or the bridge that looks, you know, that you just could see.
1: Yeah, that leap uh, of faith. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: The whole the whole thing about that with the Holy Grail, uh I, you know, thought that was a, a really cool thing to do. But again, just kind of, I guess, selfishly, because it was just something that I understood a little bit more and could relate to.
1: Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that too, Stan.
0: It's uh, such, such a, such an excellent film, and again, just, just like pure entertainment. You know, just like just, I, uh, I just like you know, indie, indie could be indie throughout. So cool to see his dad love this stuff from Utah at the beginning of the movie anyway it's it's just such a good film I just want to even watch it again great <laughs> yeah anything else Chris about the uh, the last crusade that we should talk about
1: no i I thought it was great i I thought it was great that um, it featured Petra of course yes um, but- which totally makes me the uh,
0: Petra's still on my is on my bucket list I want to go see that.
1: Yeah, re- really amazing for sure.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Cool cool stuff. All right. Well, that leads us to to our our number 1 ranking which again we are our uh, United On Raiders of the Lost Ark. And tell me some more stuff Chris that you love about that you love about this movie.
1: Oh, you know, I mean when whenever you create a character, right? I mean, it's it's hard to to back that up, but I, I or to make it better. Um, I, I loved the character creation. I loved um, the practical sets. I loved Marion. Um, you know, as I mentioned, um, Raiders of Lost Ark probably has the best exposition in movie history, you know, and that is, that is this context setting, what's to come, you know, and so on. And it was just, just beautiful. Amazing. As you say, perfect. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I, uh, thank you for, for, uh, that excellent summary. Cause I just concur with you. on every, on every point. I, I'm amazed every time I watch Raiders, how also just how every one of those big action scenes, how wonderfully they're choreographed. And again, just, just assembled. They just think, you know, they, the, again, they're perfect. I love the scene where, uh, Indy meets up with Marion again at that bar, you know, at, at the bar she's running. Right? Are they in Nepal or whatever you know, you know right. where they are? And just every again, Spielberg's camera is always in the, in the perfect place. But just, just, just that whole fight scene is so great, and the cool use of shadows, uh, you know, with uh, the big fire going on. Uh, I love that. I also particularly love the sequence where. Uh, Marion is is stuck in the airplane, and and Indy's fighting that big bruiser dude,
1: right? Right? You know,
0: and then the gasoline's leaking. and I mean, all these things are going on, and uh, it's just so expertly crafted. And you're just on the edge of your seat, just like what what in the world are they going to do? How are they how are they going to get out of it? And it's and it's so fun. And I just think this just the expertise of of uh, Steven Spielberg, you know.
1: I agree, Stan. I agree. Absolutely. Yeah. Great film. One of my favorites of all time. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, Indiana Jones, Marion, all, all of them um, just really amazing. The chase scenes uh, just fantastic. And then of course, this idea of, of uh, going to Egypt and finding um, something that's real in history. Again, something that's practical, something that could happen. Right. Yeah. Uh, and so that, that was really fun to see. Um, you know, again, going back to the exposition of, um, running out of the cave with a big ball rolling towards him and (laughs) and so on, you know, um, I love how, uh, Lucas put in some Easter eggs and homage of, of, uh, Star Wars you know do you remember when he's running away from the natives and he's yelling start the plane start the plane and um, I think Jacques was his name or something yeah it's Jacques yeah sitting there fishing and so on if you look on the tail rudder of the Mm -hmm. plane um, it says um, I think it's
0: C-3PO isn't
1: it or is it OB-3PO yeah yeah
0: yeah yeah that's right
1: so, yeah. um, as if to pay homage to obi Be One," and yes, you know, you know, um, stand for for your listeners. Um, uh, just a little side note that that I think is fun that I really enjoy is that very plane is in Disneyland Tokyo. Yeah, um, I wanted to ask
0: you, yeah, if, if you saw that when you were over there, I did.
1: Yeah, and and then um, you know, in the same breath, when you go to Disneyland. The very truck scene or the very truck, the Mercedes-Benz truck that was in Raiders of the Lost Ark um, is at Disneyland, as well as one of the mine cars um, are there in Disneyland, too. So, yeah, it's kind of fun that those props are still still part of the sea still.
0: Aren't those, Chris, are they in the kind of exterior queue there of the Indiana Jones adventure? Yeah. in Adventureland. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And um, for those of uh, your listeners that would like to know, if you look at the front of that truck, there's two bars that go up from the front bumper. And on the end of those, there are balls. They look like golf balls. They're not, but they look like golf balls. They, they tell me that the stunt team put those there to make sure that they could line everything up right in order to do that. Now, Very very famous scene where Indiana Jones goes underneath underneath the (laughs) the truck.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that so that whole scene too is just you know uh, amazing. And again, not wanting to rip them, you know, just kind of need to let it be. But you compare that scene, which was all practical effects, to that crazy jeep chase scene in the jungle in in the. Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, which was I think mostly CGI. Uh right. There's kind of no comparison. You but, know? Uh,
1: no, no, there's not because that was a real bill. I mean, yeah, that was, and that really happened. And and you can feel that, Stan. Yeah,
0: you can. You really can feel, really it, can feel and, it.
1: And you know, you could see that somebody sliding along there in a leather jacket trying to not die.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, you know Harrison Ford has talked about how much he loves this character, and I think that that's something too that you know the character is important. I know both to you and to me. Why why is Indiana Jones a, you know a great part of your life, Chris? You know, as a character.
1: Um, you know, I I love. Um, again, I, I think that Indiana Jones is. Um, a cacophony of a lot of different genres, frankly. Um, and you said it well um, relative to Temple of Doom. But, you know, it's it's a Western. Yeah. It's a James Bond movie. It's uh, an adventure. It's a horror. It's, um, you know, it's all of the above. But Indiana Jones is a character, I think, for me, is he's a rough and tumble guy, but he's real because he gets hurt. Um, he's, he's vulnerable. Uh, he, you know, you see him patching up the bruises on his ribs or try, <laughs> trying to fix the cuts on his face, Yeah, you know? And, um, but, but, and, and then he had this seated pass with his father, you know, um, just kind of a real guy that had real issues, but, um, has this, has this goal of making sure that he preserves history and that's you know where his terms come from that that, that belongs in a museum
0: right? yeah yeah
1: um and a, and i love that he's driven by that so um really in my opinion a renaissance man that can both do great work in a classroom with a bow tie and 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 obviously incredible work as an adventurer out you know in the field and i think that's what i like about the character so much so multi dimensional and really brings a lot of um real life to the situation that, you know almost a real character and i i think it speaks to us as humans too as we're multi dimensional too and em- embracing all sides of that rather than just one i mean so, so many movies are just single dimensional and you don't get to explore the real character. But I think for me, Indiana Jones does explore those multi-dimensions as a son, you know, and the last one is a father, um, Yeah. certainly as someone who has had um, relationships that have gone awry, you know, um, uh, made people mad and so on. And I, I think that's the reason why I like the character is it seems real.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh thank you. That's such a great uh, great explanation, bud. I I echo your sentiment and I think for me too, uh it was probably I mean, maybe next to like Luke Skywalker and Han Solo. Uh it was like a big movie hero for me. You know, being able to just a character that uh was just so dang cool. <laughs> you know? She said, he's like all like, you know, academic and stuff and teaching school. But then he throws on his, you know, fedora and, and leather jacket. And he's off just kicking butt around the world, you know, having these amazing, uh, amazing adventures and, and doing all this, all this really cool uh, stuff. So for me, and, and then just Harrison Ford's such a good actor. Uh, so I think he, he plays the character so well. And while, of course, I you know love John Wayne and Humphrey Bogart and all these great actors from uh, classic films, I kind of feel like Harrison Ford as Indiana Jones was was one of the one from my youth that you know that that will, that just has kind of stuck with me as as a hero that I really uh, you know love and admire, uh, and it's just again it's just that the movies are so. So much fun, even when they're not great. and It's still they're still better than many, <laughs> you know. So and uh and so I'm so glad we get the chance to see a new. We got one more Indiana Jones film to see with Harrison Ford. that's open that opens up in a couple of weeks, and again, I kind of have to pinch myself. Like, is this real? Like, are we we uh is this happening now, Chris? What are your hopes for this for this fifth? And I guess probably final installment of Harrison Ford as Indiana Jones.
1: You know, I'm going to be honest. I'm probably completely wrong. But looking at, um, you know, do you remember, uh, of course, the, the more recent Marvel film, The the Avengers, right? Yeah. But at the end, they were able to go back to previous films to help tell the story, right? Yep. So, so my hope is this dial of destiny. Um, If you look at the trailer for the film, you see a CGI-adjusted younger Harrison Ford.
0: Young Harrison
1: Ford, right? So, (laughs) so so I'm kind of hoping that we get a you know a deeper story, and we kind of get a re-experience. Maybe where's the lost art? Temple of Doom, Last Crusade. You know. Um,
0: oh yeah. Well, uh,
1: I I don't know, but uh I don't know anything about the Dial of Destiny like I did the Ark of the Covenant or right. You know, I, kind of this
0: established. You know, right. All mythology and stuff about all of these things. Yeah. Yeah. So so I, documentation yeah. or whatever you want to call it. Yeah.
1: Expect. um you know, but 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 what's kind of fun too is my understanding is is that it's set in the 1970s, and you and I remember the 1970s. Yeah, yeah? exactly. <laughs> and and so I'm kind of excited for that because you know it's not like the 30s, 40s, and 50s of the previous movies. Um, so that will be fun for me to have Indiana Jones uh, play uh, you know a role in an era that I remember. Yeah. 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 So I'm kind of hopeful we get to experience some nostalgia as well as create, um, some new pathways forward. You know, I've been told that that, the Indiana Jones is done, um, after this, but you know, I I kind of hope the genre, maybe there's a character or maybe something that might live on in the future. Because for me, Stan, I remember, um, I was just young. I was seven. I think when star Wars came out for the first time. And then when the newer films came out, I took my daughter, she was seven and you know, it's generational and it's sharing. Yeah. And and it's not like you can't go to the movie and watch those originals again, but no, but there's something special about that. Yeah. So I think for me, Indiana Jones is generational for heaven's sakes. Um, I think that we just celebrated the 42nd year anniversary of Indiana Jones, and you know that's saying something. Yeah, Um, I I really think it's saying something um, where multi generations have loved this character, have loved these movies. It speaks to our culture. I'm hopeful that that legacy continues.
0: Yeah. Uh, Thanks for sharing that. I. I, you know, I feel the same. I broke a broken record. I feel the same way. <laughs> I, I, I might really. I think ultimately, I'm. My fingers crossed. It's just going to be a good movie. You know that they and I and I don't really think why there's any reason why it shouldn't be. Uh, I think that James Mangold is a very good director. Uh, you know his his most recent film was Ford v Ferrari, which was an absolutely outstanding film. I thought and. Uh, you know, I think he's just proven himself as a good director. I thought he was an excellent choice for this. Um, we were talking off air, uh, you know, just before we came on, uh, before we started recording, about how uh, there was reports a few weeks ago that 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 Bob Iger, who you know, the CEO of the Walt Disney Company, who owns, of course, owns Lucasfilm, uh, had a special screening of of this new Indiana Jones movie, of Indiana Jones: The Dial of Destiny, and invited Steven Spielberg. To it, and and uh, it's reported that Steven Spielberg enjoyed it very much. And the quote was that you know he thought he was the only one who knew how to direct an Indiana Jones film. <laughs> <laughs> so so uh, I thought that was a nice compliment to James Mangold. And again, just feeling optimistic and hopeful that it's going to be going to be a, a good film. If anything, though, Harrison Ford has seemed happy about it. I thought I saw something too that he um this was a few months ago and maybe it was at at the uh you know d23 expo or something which i I wasn't there but at this most recent one uh but that harrison ford just said you said we made a damn good movie and and so you know going off of that and hopeful and optimistic and also just absolutely stoked out my mind that we get to see a an Indiana and a new Indiana Jones film on the big screen, something I never thought would happen in my lifetime.
1: Yeah, I I'm excited about that too. And that's a really good point about Disney. This this is the first Indiana Jones film in the Disney family. Yeah, so yeah. They've got they've got some pressure on their shoulders in order to deliver. And um, my guess is is they've scrubbed it. And that's one thing that Disney can do is make a great film.
0: Yeah. So. Hoping this is going to be one of them, and I can't can't wait. And I can't wait to continue our discussion, Chris. We're gonna after we've seen the new film, we're gonna get back together and record uh, record our thoughts. So stay tuned for another episode of Stan and Chris talking Indiana Jones.
1: I'm (laughs) looking forward to it,
0: Stan. I am too. Well, Chris, thank you so much for taking the time. Always, always a pleasure to talk to you. Thanks so much for sharing your your knowledge and experience with me i I appreciate it very much
1: and, and thanks to you stan always a pleasure to be with you and you know movies are a place where you can um step away from reality for a few minutes have an adventure and um you know enjoy some time and I think you know just spending a little bit of time talking about those great memories from the past um being able to talk about the future as well is well worth the time i really appreciate your uh, great knowledge of of film and the ability to really enjoy a great film. Like a good book, you can certainly escape for a few minutes. And that's that's worthy to take a little bit of time from from time to time to do that. Hey, well,
0: thank you again so much, Chris. And uh, we will talk soon. Yes,
1: we will. Thank you, Stan.
0: Well, that does it for this episode of the movies past and present podcast again many thanks to my friend chris down for joining me uh, links and more information about what we discussed in the podcast today can be found in the podcast notes on my blog at moviespastandpresent.com. subscribe to the podcast uh, wherever you listen to your podcasts and follow me on instagram my handle is at movies p-a-p as in past and present as always i hope you will enjoy some good movies this week whether they be from the past or the present Thanks again for listening, and until next time, be safe out there and dedicate yourself to the truth.